0: Our text today is Psalm number 100. We begin our thanksgiving thoughts today because uh, there's not enough time in one week possibly to be thinking just about thanksgiving for one week or one day. Seems not very much at all. Especially when there's so many things to think about. So many reasons to be thankful. So our text is Psalm number 100 as we think about giving thanks, turning our hearts towards it. And I think in this time that we live in, uh, it would be easy to let these times steal away your thanksgiving. We don't want that to happen. We want it to to be a real giving of thanks in your heart for all the things. And so we're gonna begin thinking this week and continue on next week with more thoughts on Thanksgiving. I was thinking back in my life about the times when I was especially thankful. And I remember back to when I was a young boy and we were poor folks. We were very poor. And I remember it was on a Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve was a day for celebration for Norwegians. We spent the day decorating the house We gathered around the piano and we sang Christmas carols. And normally, Mom would have been busy making the Christmas Eve dinner. But on that particular year, an insurance bill had come due just before Christmas. And my parents would never owe for any bill. And so they paid the bill just before Christmas. And the calendar was such that there was not another payday before Christmas. So it was that we had no money for Christmas dinner, no food to cook. And so mom did not prepare a dinner on that Christmas Eve. And that afternoon we had a visitor, a neighbor named Crosby Rumble. He stopped in for a visit. Mom served him a cup of coffee. And he gave us a Christmas gift. It was a bag of peanuts in the shell. And so it was for Christmas Eve dinner that year, we ate peanuts in the shell. And we were so thankful and delighted with those peanuts in the shell. We ate them with such pleasure. And mom told me years later, As she went upstairs to her room and cried, she said, because you were so happy with peanuts in a shell. It stands out as a memory of being in need and having that need met was a truly happy moment in my life. There's another similar memory I would share with you on this Thanksgiving season. Once again, it goes back to when I was young. Every year, a farmer friend who we knew, Bob Nice, allowed us to pick several bushels of apple. When we had a root cellar, we stored the apples in the root cellar, ate them all winter long. We also grew our own potatoes, kept them down in the root cellar too. I remember a time when we had no money, and so it got down to nothing to eat in the house but apples and potatoes. And mom tried to make a joke out of it. Would you like your apple sliced, peeled, or baked? (laughs) Would you like your potatoes mashed, boiled, or fried? And so we ate nothing but apples and potatoes for a whole week. At the end of that week, we had to make a stop at the pastor's house. And before we got out of the car, Mom turned around and said, When we go in that house, you will say nothing about apples and potatoes. (laughs) Not a word. Understood. Yeah, we got it. We understood. So we went into the pastor's house, and his wife said, Would you kids like a cookie? Well, we all looked at Mom, and she nodded her approval. And the pastor's wife brought us out great big sugar cookies. Oh, did that sugar cookie taste good? Especially after a week of apples and potatoes. And we ate it with such relish that the pastor watching us said, Wow, those kids seem to really love sugar cookies. My father piped up, he said, you think all I ever fed him was apples and potatoes? (laughs) He he got away with it. We would not have. (laughs) So, it was something you wanted so badly. And it was such a wonderful thing that we were very grateful those sugar cookies and I in my mind think that's the best cookie I ever ate and I've had a lot now as we approach this Thanksgiving season I would like to turn from all that distracts us and focus on the giving of thanks and try to define it and yet Some things are very hard to define. Words fall short. Definitions seem shallow. How do you explain how good a sugar cookie tastes after a week of apples and potatoes? (laughs) There are no words that match the moment that you bite into a giant sugar cookie. And being truly thankful is something that is hard to express. Just like love. Love is that warm feeling in the heart that we have for another person. It's hard to find words that define love. Now someone defined love as a sovereign choice. I choose to love them. It's my choice. I can't explain why. I only know it's how I feel down deep inside. And love may have a lot to do, my friends, with giving thanks. Being thankful is also a warm feeling in the heart. As a matter of fact, thankfulness and love just may be twins. So let's go to the Bible to see what we can learn about being truly thankful. Our text is Psalm number 100. It has been called the Old 100. Not because it's any older than any other psalm, but rather for centuries, Psalm 100 has been used by God's people as a special way to give thanks. Lutherans, Moravians, Puritans, pilgrims, Methodists, and Baptists have read it and set it to music. Its five simple verses have captured the spirit of thanksgiving. It is the only psalm in the whole book with the title, A Psalm of Praise. The sweet psalmist of Israel, David, who was a shepherd and a songwriter and a king, has felt down deep in his heart what it is to give thanks. And he has captured it in words. Something hard to do. So let's see what he says about thanksgiving. Psalm number 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. The old 100th. Now, if you're a stick in the mud, it's not for you. Not for you. If you think Thanksgiving is a solemn, somber thing meant to be handled in self-control, Psalm 100 is not for you. No, no. I see joyful noises, singing in gladness at the beginning of it all. Everyone is encouraged to participate. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all you lands. Now some of you can sing like angels. And some of you only croak like frogs. <laughs> and he says it doesn't matter how well in tune you are. It only matters that you better make some noise. And the key is C or F or G doesn't matter. Only that the noise you make ought to be Joyful. God wants joyful noises and glad singing if you come to him to give thanks. So my friends, thanksgiving is not to be dull and dry, but cheerful and happy, full of joy and gladness. Secondly, if you say, I'm a self-made man. I have accomplished a great deal and have made myself to be someone special, then you will probably fail at giving thanks. It was God who made you, he says in the psalm, he made you what you are. And if you are anything at all, it was his handiwork that gave you your abilities and gifts. And he has decided, he tells us in the psalm, to treat you and me like a shepherd caring for his sheep. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. I'm not afraid to walk in the valley of the shadow of death. Because he's with me. He sets a table for me. He anoints me with oil. My cup runs over. He watches over me. He searches for me when I go astray. He is the good shepherd. Now my friends. The next thing in the psalm. Is a requirement that you are responsible to fulfill. It is not the way we normally operate. Usually the way we do it is to come to church to get your batteries charged. We come used up and dry to be refilled and restored. We come to church drained hoping to be refilled But David tells us something quite different. When you enter the gate, When you walk through the door, God expects us to be already full of thanksgiving. When you enter God's presence, or that is when you come into the courts of the Lord, the place where he makes his presence felt, he expects us to be already full of praise. The work is to be done before you arrive. You are to come into the service joyful, glad, singing, noise making, already full of thanksgiving and praise. You start before you leave home. So you ask Eric, how am I going to do that? How am I going to get ready ahead of time? Verse 5 says, the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endureth to all generations. God is good and full of mercy and true. Start there. That's where you start. It occurs to me that when we recognize that we have a need, then we are more apt. To be thankful. Especially. If it's a need. That we simply. Cannot fill. Like that Christmas Eve. So long ago. You can't cook dinner. Because there's no food. And you can't buy food. Because there's no money. You simply. Cannot. Meet the need in any way. You're helplessly in need. Then, when peanuts in a shell arrive, how natural and easy it is to be thankful. Now, my friends, if you would be thankful down deep inside, remember, we all had a need. It was a desperate need. We all owed a debt that we cannot pay. We all had a guilty conscience. We all had wandered away from the good shepherd and hopelessly lost. We were in desperate need of forgiveness and we simply could not pay the debt. And it says in verse 5, he whose mercy is everlasting came to our aid. He called to us to come back home. He searched for us and found us wandering aimlessly. He paid the debt we could not pay. He supplied the need that we could never meet. He poured out forgiveness. He poured out love. He poured out mercy. And is always on that cross, He poured out His blood. And He poured out His soul. And He poured out His life. And He said, forgive them. Oh, forgive they cry. Or, and let that ransom sinner die. And that's why I say that thanksgiving and love are twins. Because when we see He paid the debt that we could Never pay. When He see, he filled the need that we could never fill. How can we simply say thank you? It's just not enough. you got to say, I love thee because thou first loveth me. Purchase my pardon of Calvary's tree. I love thee for wearing the thorns on thy brow. If ever I love thee, my Jesus is now. Amen. Amen. Recognize how needy you were and you will find thanksgiving flowing up into your heart and running out of your mouth in joyful noises and glad singing. Do it before you come to church so you can enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. And then my friends, it also occurs to me That there are some things that you really want. Like the sweetness of a sugar cookie after a week of apples and potatoes. (laughs) Sweet things that you long for in your life. When life is dull and repetitious... And when life is meaningless and uninspired, you long for something sweet. And once again, verse 5 of the old 100 tells us what to do. It says that God's truth endures to all generations. So let's let Jesus tell us the truth, shall we? He said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And he said, I am come that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be filled. And he also said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And he said, in my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And he said, in this world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And he said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That is the truth that Psalm 100 says will last to all generations. It's good for you. It's good for your children. It's a delight for your grandchildren. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you have taken in his truth if you have partaken of his joy and his peace and his rest and his life and his fullness, then, my friends, you know what a sugar cookie tastes like after a week of apples and potatoes. Sweet and delightful to the taste. My friends, the Good Shepherd has provided for us the things that restore our soul. Think about those truths, and you will find thanksgiving swelling up inside of your heart. A new joy, a new peace, and a deep love. It's twin, an undying gratitude that will fill your heart to overflowing. So my friends, may we recognize our need and crave his sweetness. And next week, when you come through those doors, May we have hearts full of thanksgiving and praise for meeting all of our needs, fulfilling all of our wants. It'll be peanuts in the shell, sugar cookies for all, if you can do that. So happy Thanksgiving. Shall happy thanksgiving. So we pray, dear Heavenly Father, when we have fallen so short, of what he wrote in that psalm and we ask you will help us, lift us higher, fill us up, make it overflow in our hearts, may thanksgiving be deep inside of us as we remember that you paid a debt and you supplied a need that we were helpless to do anything about. So bless us. Help us, we pray. Make us what we ought to be. Fill us up with your spirit and power, we ask, that we might feel God close and be filled with thanksgiving as we come through those doors next week. Help us, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Closing like a turn. Your hymn books, if you will. Hymn number 352, standing as the sink. Number 352, God will take care of you.
1: Page 352. <laughs> Dear Lord, we are ever grateful. We want our hearts to be grateful for what you have done for us. And Lord, we especially come to you. We are thankful that you have forgiven us, that you give us grace in our lives and the things that we do not deserve. Your love is mighty towards us, more than we can even comprehend. We are thankful that you made that sovereign choice to love us to forgive us for we know that you have done this and we just pray that our hearts would be thankful grateful ask for forgiveness and have that peace that passes all understanding we are thankful for the great love of Jesus Christ and the, the great kindness of God in our lives that you have taken every little step and you take care of us all that we need you will provide from forgiveness to every daily thing we thank you for all of those special blessings we ask for protection and care as we know we have each week as we come back to this place so many of us you watch over us and you keep us and bring us back and may our hearts be filled with thanksgiving and we enter next week ready to praise you in your name we pray Amen.